You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Before we get started today, I want to let my listeners know that going forward, I will use this platform to not only entertain you, but to help bring about change. I have been looking inwards at myself and decided that I will be more active in the Black Lives Matter global network. I must do my part to end systematic racism. I know that through continued self-education and listening, I can help bring equality, justice, and healing to the Black community. Listed in the text of this interview are various organizations you can donate to that support Black lives everywhere. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, and on this episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam on the Broadway Podcast Network, I am chatting with Aletha Stevens, COO of Broadway's number one ad agency, Spotco. When we come back, we're going to talk with Aletha about her journey working in the advertising industry on in theater, as well as Black Lives Matter and being the parent of a bisexual daughter. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Aletha. Hi, Aletha. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm so good, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy that you're here. This has been a long time in the making. We've been talking about doing an interview together for a over a year right <laughs> and i'm so glad we finally i finally got it together and yes. this seemed like the perfect time to do it because we have so much to talk about yes i can't wait so let's start um and let's introduce you to everybody um so aletha and aletha and i met when we both worked at Spotco. Aletha still works there. She's now the COO of Spotco, which is Broadway's number one ad agency. And I was the office manager there for 13 years. Um, so why don't you tell everybody how you got to Spotco? And because you are, you are a true, true success story. I mean, you worked your way all the way up to COO and you really carved out a niche for yourself. And I think it would be very helpful to people to sort of spotlight all of that, how you did it. And, um, you know, as a woman in the industry, as a black woman in the industry, I mean, you have made a name for yourself. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. I love that intro. (laughs) Uh, May I just add that Adam was the best office manager ever. Thank you. Um, So my journey. Uh, at Spotco was unique, um, like most journeys are. I actually had a career in the computer networking world and 9-11 happened and uh, I lost my job. I started working at Kinko's. Uh, back then uh, they had a sales department, so I handled sales as Spotco was my client. And about eight months into that job, Spotco asked me to come on over and join their team. And of course I was elated. Um, and <laughs> I I joined the team not knowing anything about theater, not knowing anything about marketing. And I started as a junior account executive. uh, And then I became an account executive and account manager. And I uh, quickly knew that there was more for me there. Um, And I worked as hard as I could. I I founded the direct mail and print services department after that. We handled tours as well. Um, I went on to find uh, 
that there was a need for more operations at Spotco. And so we developed an operations department. Uh, then we realized we needed a human resources department. Uh, so I started that. And after years as uh, the director of human resources, I landed the position as COO and I haven't looked back. So I'm excited um, to be in this role, have been in this role for a few years, uh, but I'm homegrown. Uh, got my start in the theater world at Spaco, uh, and here I am. I love that story. And I, I came into your journey, I think you were, is when you were the direct mail, the head of direct mail yes. services, yes. Uh, or as everyone called you, the direct mail diva. Hello, say Hello. again, yes. Direct mail diva. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it, it has been, I mean, it was so much fun working with you. And I, you really, I mean, you, you taught me a lot uh, about myself. Um, you know, we both were each other's uh, contact. If I had any questions about the black community, if you had any questions about the Jewish community, yes. we would we Share would be talking info, to each other. Yeah, yes. yes. Absolutely. Now, now, my first uh, my first experience with you, I have to share the story <laughs> with everybody because it's 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 legendary for our for our history. All right, Adam, <laughs> and it, go ahead. And it shows it it shows you know what it shows like wh i don't even know how to say it 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 just it it shows like basic i guess basic racism not intentional right so, so okay so biases and yes yes, yes. so when i first started there i would be uh as part of my job i had to cover the reception desk and when i started there were about 40 employees there and it was my first week and aletha and our friend Lavanya were going out for a cigarette break. And um, I think you had the phone call. Somebody called the Spaco to talk to you. And I, or, or no, no, I think they talked to, no, no, they called for Lavanya because I called you Lavanya. Right. So they called for Lavanya and I said, Lavanya, Lavanya, but pointing at Aletha. And Aletha turns around and she goes, you talking to me? Because I'm Aletha. That's Lavanya. Not all black people look alike. And I <laughs> I turned bright red and I was like, oh my God, that's not what I meant. I didn't you mean did. it that way. I did. I know. And from that day forth, I never got you and Lavanya mixed up again. That's right, Adam. That, but, I think that was a teachable moment. That, um, but I think what's important to point out is that you were able to receive me in that moment and we were able to have a great conversation about it yes and have some fun at the same time yes yes, yes. it was in that moment that i i knew exactly who you were how you were how i could be with you and that set up the stage for our friendship absolutely yes absolutely so yeah. i'm grateful that happened me too me too um <laughs> and then and then throughout the years i mean you you were always there to support me. I always supported you. Right. Um, and it was just, it was wonderful to watch you rise up. And now you're on the executive team there as COO at SpotCo. Um, you are also, you also in the past few years have gotten a lot more involved in the theater industry mm -hmm. as well. So I think that's very exciting because you didn't really go to theater 
or you weren't very active in the theater community before working at Spaco. Right. And now you're on a few committees as yeah. well. Can you talk about the committees that you're part of? And Sure. So I co-chair uh, the Multicultural Task Force at the Broadway League with Stephen Bird, uh, an amazing uh, producer on Broadway. And I also sit on the Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Committee with the Broadway League. And I have a couple of other things up my sleeve for the coming months. So you'll hear mm. more from me about those. Very exciting. Yeah. And what has it been like so far um, at, the, at, at the meetings that you've had? What has been some of the discussions? I mean, I know, I don't know if you've been meeting during the pandemic. There's been a couple of um, phone conversations since mm -hmm. the pandemic, both individual conversations, but also maybe one or two group meetings for those specific groups. Um, there's a lot going on right now, you mm -hmm. know, outside of the pandemic, of course, there's the whole um, end to systemic racism that we're all fighting for. Um, and it's, it's, it's a complicated time. You yes. Know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you able to talk about anything that, that the committees are, are doing or talking sure. about doing to help um, end systematic racism in um, theater? Yeah, one thing they, they launched yesterday on the EDI committee, they launched uh, a speaking series. Um, the first one yesterday was uh, Kenny Leon being interviewed. Um, and he's, he's an amazing uh, man and, and a great asset to the community. Yes. Um, of course, the, the theater community at large, but also the black theater community. And I think that his voice is extremely important um, for all to hear. And he had a lot to say. Um, I felt like it was too short. I wanted more, <laughs> uh, but I was happy to hear from him. So that's the first of many there. Um, and where there can are, people watch that if they if they didn't get to see it? Where could people I watch I believe it? that the league is sending out a recorded link to their members. And so oh. that'll just spread like, you know, wildfire. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm almost sure they might have sent it out today, but I'll double check. Okay, especially with Kenny. Yes, yes, Kenny, yes, Kenny is amazing. Yes, he um, is. All of that, though, to say that there's so many different groups in our community right now that are working towards so many different angles of um, equality uh, in our community specifically mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm excited to, to see and be a part of um, and, and to help in any way, shape or form. But I think it's important to point out that um, in the theater community, uh, we have to attack this thing called systemic racism and inequalities from every single angle. Mm -hmm. There is not a section of this theater community that is exempt, not one section. And so we need to make sure that we're all doing our part uh, to attack the beast and make sure that we can all live an equal, fair, uh, loving life in this community. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. How how do you because you, you use your voice so well to um, to educate people and to um, speak up when things aren't um, when 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 things are not right? Mm -hmm. How as C COO of the number one ad agency in Broadway? Ooh, how, plug it, baby. That's right. How do you use <laughs> how do you use your voice in your position mm -hmm. to make sure there is proper equality. Yeah. Um, well, Adam, you know, a few years back, um, we really started to focus on some diversity efforts within the agency. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my main goals was obviously to further diversify Spotco um, as a company. And everybody was on board. I, I mean, it wasn't easy 
but everybody was willing to do their part and to learn and be educated on the topic, but also to make sure that they were taking the appropriate steps. We have a zero tolerance policy for any type of um, racism, any type of um, uh, segregation, and anything like that at Spaco. We have a zero tolerance policy. Um, we have worked really hard to diversify our staff and to make sure that we are treating everyone equally and giving them equal opportunities um, and seats at the table. Um, we we had this lovely we have this lovely ERG group that was started by our employees for our employees um, to really serve as a resource to um, people of color and their plight at the agency and what that meant and how best to be sure that we aren't violating the space or um, making people feel uncomfortable and unwelcomed at our company. Um, we do a ton of philanthropic giving, you know, Adam, I, yes. that's, my, that's my drug of choice. Yes. Give back yeah. is, is extremely important. You I know, don't... no, go on. Sorry. So we, we, we have mentoring that happens at our company in general, but I have definitely taken a hand in the step towards mentoring our employees of color, specifically our black employees and making sure that I understand what their experiences are at Spaco and how I can make them better. Um, training is extremely important when you are uh, diversifying your staff because you want to make sure that you retain your staff mm -hmm. um, and retaining that talent is, is, is a big piece of the puzzle. And then just making sure that you create this safe space for everyone to thrive. You know, everyone has to have equal opportunity. That may mean that you have to take extra steps to ensure that that's even a possibility um, for African-American uh, employees. And I am more than willing to do the work. I think I, I've, I've proven that and I am excited that my team is more than willing to do the work with me. Yes, I have to agree with all of that. I, I was going to say there was, I don't think there was a week that went by when I was working there that there was not some email going out to the agency from you about um, a charity that you were working with. Right. Um, you know, toys around Christmas time, you're always collecting cho toys. Um, for for people at, at your church or wherever you yes. wherever there was a need you we were there to you, build yes the yes Thanksgiving, thanksgiving turkeys yes. i mean every week there was an email come on more more turkeys more, more. turkeys more That's yes right. we can yes. Do it. yes and we i mean as a company we really stepped up to the plate and yes. you always went home with with um whether it was donations for the turkeys or toys for around christmas time mm -hmm. um there was always something and always something. and it was always great that you were taking the lead on that yeah and i was happy yeah. to have people to work with to do it because i can't do it by myself it takes a village adam you know it, it i always does. say that right yes yes that is your <laughs> famous saying it takes a village people it takes a village <laughs> i didn't make that but i love to use that no, I, I know that was not an Aletha Stevens original, but right. you do coin it very well. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. And to ever who did create that phrase, thank you, because yeah. Aletha has taken it to heart. And oh, I ran with that one. Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> and and I have to say, I mean, I was at Spaco for 13 years, and the the amount of, of diversity that happened from the time I was there to the time I left was I want to say like, I mean, 180 degrees. It yeah. was, it really, it really diversified um, as the years went on. And it was great to see. And I mean, I made so many friends there and it's, it's was wonderful that it was uh, everybody, you know, it, 
that all my friends are very multicultural and um i mean you were always there you i mean you you always made sure everybody was treated fairly and because i mean i know you're just talking about that but i just want my listeners to know that that's not just something you say i mean you really did and if somebody wasn't being treated fairly you made sure you you got to the bottom of it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right Mm -hmm. that's right and you know i mean you're very easy to talk to you're very open and i think that's one of the things that why everybody liked coming to you for Thank help you. because you um you listened which is very important you always gave good advice and you always went to whoever needed you know to be talked to or whatever department the issue was in you always went and and spoke to them and um you got everything you get you get the job done you get everything solved thank i mean you, Adam. you're welcome Spaka's very lucky to have you oh, thank you Eddie. you're welcome in this time of of being like for me being an ally to the black community yeah. um and especially with my podcast and that it relates to theater and the performing arts what do you think um is something that we could do or i could do to support the the black community in theater um i'll I'll keep it specific to theater for now Mm -hmm. um what do you think is something i could do to help more i mean i have like a full list of things to do adam (laughs) but i'll leave you with this something that I've, i've i've promised to dedicate my time to um is helping to fund um and helping to support the small black theater institutions. Mm. Um, there are plenty of them. Um, and I think that there's funding being moved from that area. Um, and they have, they've, they've already been hanging on by a thread, plenty mm-hmm. of them, um, especially uh, here in New York. Um, and I think um, New Heritage Theater Group is, is one of my passionate, passionate uh, uh small theater groups to definitely uh, give back to in some way, shape or form. And I encourage uh, people to take some time and think about how they can support uh, these small black theater companies that exist mm-hmm. right here in New York. Um, and if they uh, are unsure how to do so, please reach out to me. I just want to go ahead and give a special shout out to Mr. Rosa Rivers. Um, he's kind of a big deal. I call him the mayor of Harlem. and. <laughs> He um, has run New Heritage for a long time. I mm. think it's um, in its fifty-seventh uh, year, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Um, and he—he's an amazing individual and does so much for the community at large. Um, that I understand, uh, we all can be doing more for small theater groups like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we usually will acquire work from those areas, acquire mm-hmm. uh, talent from those areas, and sometimes that's it. You know, we, we walk away with this product, come to Broadway, make it a, a big hit and never look back. Mm. Um, and, and many times these small theater institutions are the hub of so much in our mm-hmm. communities. You know, they're connected to the churches. They're connected to the community centers. They're connected to so many different vital pieces in our community that when we leave them behind or don't do our part to service them and help fund them and so on, we are robbing ourselves of this mm-hmm. major hub, this major support, this major pillar in our communities. And, and we have to do better. That's very well said. Thank you, Adam. You're I didn't welcome. write that. I just, that's from the heart. <laughs> that's from the heart. So I think 
you know, you'll hear more from me about that in the coming weeks, but I'm definitely um, focusing my efforts in that direction and, and really wanting to lend myself and my voice um, to small theater companies. That's great. Well, I'll be sure to, in the text of, of the podcast to put uh, where people can um, find the theater and, yes. and link and help yes. and donate. And, um, and I'll, I'll reach out to you to see what other theater companies I should put as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll get you a list, Adam. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> right. Can we talk a little bit about um, the uh, Broadway Advocacy Coalition? Yes. Did you, were you able to? Yes. Okay. Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, yes. I did. I was able to attend it. Good. And I was very inspired by it. Um, it it certainly made me think about a lot of my um, my own, um, I guess, subconscious prejudices. Um, you know, hearing the stories of like um, when Lashans was talking about how uh, there was one show that she was in where she what she didn't get paid as much as her white counterpart mm-hmm. um, got paid. Uh, and like when she was on the AT&T commercial, how she got like the smallest, mm-hmm. um, dressing room, dressing room. Yeah. um, you know, it, it, it made me think he, here and there, I think there were times at Spaco where I subconsciously may have helped, uh, so, somebody who was not black first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, um, it, it made me reflect on that and, and, um, you know, realize that I did that subconsciously and uh, going forward not to do that. Right, right. Um, right. You know, even even the the mix up of you and Lavanya my first week, you know, it's something that, you know, then I strive to moving forward, I made sure never to do again. That's right. I think it's so important that you brought that up, Adam, because we're going to make mistakes along the way. Mm -hmm. Right. If anyone thinks that this is going to be a walk in the park, Think again. It took us 400 years to get here. It's going to take us a lot of years to get out of here. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you that um, we have to make sure that we learn from our mistakes and we don't repeat the mistakes um, and that we continue to grow together. Um, And so that's so important. I don't think anyone's going to be perfect. And I know a lot of people are on eggshells, you know, Mm -hmm. just scared to say anything wrong or upset. The people and our, uh, you know, I think you need to be your genuine self, mm-hmm. you know, and if you understand and learn along the way that your genuine self is not enough, maybe you need to educate yourself some more, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe you're not proud of who you are because you are unsure of where you came from, or, you know, maybe you don't really understand the plight of a black person and maybe you need to dig a little deeper there, phone a friend, I don't know. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is that the idea is that there's forward movement every step of the way. Um, I'll, I'll tell you with that, the, the forum, the three day forum, I enjoyed it so much. One, I think it feels like a lot of times that I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. And when I got mm-hmm. on there and, and was able to see all my brothers and sisters, I was like, Ooh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. There's more of us. We are here. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel alone. Mm-hmm. I felt like there were a group of people that understood my plight and we could be real and be ourselves and 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 nurture each other Mm -hmm. um and so it definitely 
brought me to a place that, of course, had me digging deep within myself to check some things about me, too, because I'm not Mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not? No, no, I know. Now, God dug into that good stuff when he made me, honey, but I ain't (laughs) perfect, you know. But I'll I'll tell you this, though. I think it was uplifting, inspirational, um, and it gave me hope for the first time in a long time. It gave me hope. And um, it was much needed. It was long overdue. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, it gets lonely. Like I said, you know, sharing space with my people will always soothe my soul mm-hmm. um, and bring out the best authentic me, you know. And, and it just felt so good to see my brothers and sisters out there fighting for what's right. Um, and I'm so excited about what the future has in store for us and i know this is like the hard part like mm-hmm. it's just going to get harder and we got to plow through and we have to be consistent um we can't just you know put a program in place and walk away from it next year these things have to be uh consistent projects that we are working on for years to come um and we have to be diligent about that and we have to hold each other accountable yes yes it's an ongoing process it's not right. it's not a one and done mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I will say the um, the coalition meetings also, it gave me just so much insight as to what black theater performers and directors and choreographers, mm-hmm. I mean, what they go through. I mean, I had no idea, how, you know, how some of them felt, um, you know, in the rehearsal rooms and, and some jobs that they lost because because they were speaking up for themselves because something unfairly happened to them that they lost a job because they were actually standing up for themselves. Right. You become the problem child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Um, and you know, that's definitely, I mean, nobody should be fired because they're standing up for themselves that's and, right. and speaking up for something that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, did you attend the first, session i sure did i I enjoyed it what what was that what was that like i didn't see my adam it's a secret society i can't tell you everything but what i can tell you is this okay (laughs) the first session definitely healed my soul i think Mm. that i needed a moment of reflection but also i think that i needed a moment of support from Mm -hmm. people that genuinely understand um what it is like to be a black person in this industry mm-hmm. and what it's been like to be a black person in this industry so that first day was a day of spiritual uplifting for me i'll tell you that now i ain't gonna tell you everything but that's about all i'm gonna tell you adam that is fair that that is all you can tell me because i was gonna say um i didn't feel like i was able to join that first day because they did specifically say it was for the black theater artists yes, to, yes. to come and speak. And, and, uh, and I, yes, yes. And I think it's great that they had a day mm-hmm. for everybody, for all the black theater artists without any of the white folks there, because it just, I feel like it gave them a, a like a freedom to really just speak openly and not have to worry about who was listening. Mm-hmm. And then the other two days to have everybody included, I mean, I think a lot of eyes were opened to what has been happening, like you said, for a long time. And, um, you know, it it is going to be an ongoing process. And one thing I do also keep hearing a lot is, um, like you said, don't be afraid to make mistakes. If you don't know what to say, either ask 
how you should say it or if you do say the wrong thing learn from it and you know move forward that's right yeah that's right it's very important it is so why don't we just take a short little break and when we come back um let's talk about because it is pride month um Mm -hmm. you are the mother of a bisexual daughter so i would love to talk about um her journey and your journey with her coming out so don't go anywhere we'll be right back with aletha priceline presents go to your happy price what's up it's kaylee cuoco When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Hey everyone, my name is Aletha Stevens and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. And now we're back. Yes. Yes. So like I just said before break, it is Pride Month and um, your daughter came out a, a year, maybe two years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. The time, it all blends together. Yeah, the time. It's, all, it's all, yeah. It's all yes, fun. yes. So um, what was it like when um, she came out to you? Did you have any idea beforehand? Did she come to you? Did you approach her? She came to me. I mean, I, I have a very close relationship with my daughter. She's amazing. I love her. Um, she's She's so different and so unique. Um, I, she and I click, you know, in a Mm -hmm. way that I'm so grateful for. Um, and I knew I had a feeling, I wouldn't say I knew I had a feeling Mm -hmm. that, you know, she was definitely, uh, thinking about who she was as an individual Mm -hmm. and trying to find herself and I'm all for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, she came to me one day and, and she asked what I call is the safe question. Mm -hmm. What would you say if I said, you know, that type of thing? Yes, yes. She said, what would, I, what would I say if she said that she likes girls and boys? And mm-hmm. so I was like, <laughs> so? I like boys. Like, I don't, I don't care. And she was like, you don't? I was like, no. Why would I care? You know, and um, she, was, she just like lit up. And she was like, mm-hmm. I didn't want you to be angry. I was like, about what? Like, there's nothing <laughs> to be angry about. Like, love who you want to love mm-hmm. as long as you are making sure that you, you work on yourself and your education and, and that you put yourself first and you grow and you nurture others around you. There's nothing for me to talk about. You know, you make yes. those decisions by yourself and live your best life. I'm, I'm for it. Let's mm-hmm. go. I'll tell you a funny story about Maybe it, it had to be a few years ago, Adam. Maybe she's 16 now. So maybe it was when she was about like 12. 
Okay. Um, and so, cause I feel like she was, she was small um, and Janice was even smaller. And so she, she was like, well, can I, can I tell Gma who's my mother? You know, mm -hmm. Claudia, everyone loves yes. Claudia. Shout out to Claudia. Shout out to Claudia, <laughs> definitely. And I said, of course you can tell whoever you want. And so she goes to my mom and she tells my mom and my mom's like, so? Matter of fact, you know what? There's a parade today. Let's go to the parade. So my mother takes her Aww. to the <laughs> She comes back home with her first flag and she's running through the house <laughs> and she's just so free. And it's just, you know, what, what bothered me was I thought, how long has she been holding this in and feeling mm -hmm. like she can't tell me this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and what about me uh, made her feel like she had to be reserved with giving me that information mm -hmm. um, whenever she felt the time was right. And so I talked to her a bit about it because I thought maybe there was something that I said or did that made her feel like she couldn't be the best her. Mm -hmm. um, and she was like, no, I just hear like my friend's stories about when they've told their parents. And mm -hmm. so I started to get scared. And I was like, their parents were like upset. Like I was so confused and, mm -hmm. and shame on me. I hadn't, you know, understood how other people may react when their children tell them that because mm -hmm. for me it was a no-brainer so what yes. i don't care you know you're alive you're healthy who gives a shit mm -hmm. it gave me a moment to reflect mm -hmm. and, and i think i talked to you about it um and just really wanting to check myself and make sure that i'm not giving off any type of energy that mm -hmm. says that i don't love everybody you know and i yes. wouldn't love my kids just the same like well, let me just check myself for a minute you know mm -hmm. but we have, we have the greatest relationship. She has friends um, that have different sexual preferences. Um, mm. You know, she has all types of friends and some of them had a hard time telling their parents, some didn't, mm. um, but they, I'm sure her friends probably knew before I did. Yes, um, yes. But regardless, I just, you know, she, she's been nothing but an amazing, intelligent, respectful young lady that I have to just thank God for that you know, and, and just know that she'll make whatever decision she needs to make moving forward, whatever works for her. As long as she's happy, I'm happy. She likes it. I love it. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's that way because also because of you. I oh, mean, you, you're Dad. hello. You raised her. <laughs> I, did, I, did. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you have a great relationship with all your kids. You're very, you're very involved in their lives. And that means I know that means so much to them. I mean, my parents were very involved in my life too. Yes. And, and I could understand why, why Carice was nervous to tell you, because like when I was coming out to my parents, you know, before I told them, yeah, I told all my friends, but in doing research about it, you do hear the stories of parents who are not accepting or who kicked them out. And I mean, right. I, I packed an overnight bag when I told my parents on the slim chance that just in case, just in case they, they did kick me out. And, um, I, you know, my, I remember when I came out to them, my mom said the thing that she was most upset about wasn't that I was gay. It was that I packed an overnight bag thinking they would yeah. kick me out. Yes. But, um, uh, yes. Because it's just, I mean, it hurt me. I really thought, mm -hmm. Dad, where did I go wrong? You know, but she tells me it wasn't me. So I'll take that. But I still had to check myself, you know. Yes. And as parents, I think. You know, the gift that, that we have by having children and, and being blessed with them, um, we have to make sure that we use that uh, gift wisely um, mm -hmm. and, and teach our children all the things that they need to know about themselves and the world and prepare them for this world that is so rough and tough out there. Um, if it's from, you know, just because my children are black and the struggles that they'll have being black mm -hmm. or 
because my daughter's bisexual and black and the struggles that she'll have being, but you know, like just really preparing them for what's out there in the world. And every time we do that as parents, we take away some of their innocence, but mm -hmm. that innocence that we're taking from them can lead to them being able to survive these streets, you know, and, and, yes. and it's hard. It's hard because you take you take some to give some, you know, you take mm -hmm. the innocence to give life and it, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Yes. But your kids are very lucky to have your guidance. And I'm lucky to have them too, Adam. They set me straight. They do. They do. And, you know, I mean, you also you also one other thing I, I do want to point out because it's very admirable is, I mean, you raise them all as a single mother. Yeah, I do. Well, I'm uh, not. All I mean, now now you right. have. No, right. I'm, ma I I'm married. Everyone You're married now. Yes. Not, Adam, don't get me in trouble. I, I have a husband. Everybody. Yes. Yes. Um, I know. I don't want OJ coming over <laughs> being like, why are you telling the world that she's not married? I, I, I was know. a single mother for a while for yes. a long while. And um, when I when I got married, of course, things, the, the dynamics changed. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's so different being able to have a partner, you know, to do this with. And, mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful for him as well. I love you, OJ. Yes, he's the best. He's the best. I mean, I remember when you met him and then you got yeah. married and, you know, and you had Janice and, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's great. But the first few years I knew you, you were, you were yeah. a single mother then. Right. And you were, you were raising Silbert and Carice on your own. And, right. you know, I mean, you, you did it all. You, you raised your kids, you worked and, you know, you found love again. Yes. You worked your way up in a company to the executive team. I mean, I mean, I know I said at the beginning of the interview, but it's worth repeating. I mean, you are truly like a success story. Thank you. Adam. In so many ways. Yes. Thank you. I mean, I mean we, can, we can go 10 steps further. You know, I was a teenage mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was a college dropout. You know, I, I was a product of a single parent home. My father mm -hmm. was a drug addict. Mm -hmm. My mother, Claudia raised me all by herself. Um, so, you want to make sure that whatever you do moving forward is better than your parents did and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Eh? I'm yes. grateful to be here. Well, we're grateful that you are here. I mean, my my experience as Baco would have been completely different if you weren't there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. And I wouldn't have gotten a. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten a, a friend out of it. That's right. That's so. right. I'm happy to have you as a friend. I'm happy to have you. And I'm glad that we have stayed in touch. And I, you know, I know we haven't spoken as much at, since I left, but, right. but We've we do. Busy. We've been busy. I know. Man. There's, a, there's right. a lot of things happening, but yes. I'm thrilled that we get to reconnect here and um, we get to share your story with literally the world. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank You're welcome. Uh, Let's take another quick break. And when we come back, I do want to talk about some of your hobbies that you have. Ooh, and yeah. I do want to spotlight one more um, achievement of yours. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with All Alisa. Right. And now we're back. Yes. So before we get to your hobbies, um, I do want to also mention while you were working your way up in Spotco and raising a family, you also started your own business. I did. I did. It, it, it's non-existent now. It's but not, but. I um, had a restaurant in the Bronx, a restaurant lounge um, for five years throughout this lovely process and journey. Um, learned essentials. a whole lot. Yeah, essentials. Right? Yes. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. on Fordham Road in the Bronx. And I had uh, five years to learn that industry. It's tough 
as hell. Um, <laughs> but I learned so much. I met so many people. I did so much work with and for the community. Um, I have no regrets there. I, I still get calls about it today. Um, and so I'm like, no, I'm not coming back. Leave me alone. I want my <laughs> life back. Um, I miss a lot. You know, when you when you sacrifice to be an entrepreneur while you have a full time job and a house for the children, mm-hmm. um, you you sacrifice time with them. Mm-hmm. And the time that I sacrifice, obviously, I can't get back. Um, but I. I felt like, you know, moving forward, I, I definitely need to spend more time with my kids. I, you know, quarantine has taught me so many things that I may have messed up on. They need to learn some more stuff, like cleaning their rooms. It's not, they don't have that part down packed yet, Adam. And, and I, you know, I had to assign dishes. And, and, and I mean, I had to give people chores because the folk were not cleaning up the house, Adam. So I learned that, you know, some of that time that I spent uh, being an entrepreneur, um, definitely uh was taken from my family and so mm-hmm. i'm an entrepreneurial spirit i will continue to have businesses um i've had a few o- over the years and a couple are, are still going slowly but surely but um i just need to make sure that i'm balancing work and life and i'm not killing myself um for a dollar you know i'm not selling <laughs> my soul for a dollar yes uh, and that my my children don't don't lose what they need from me mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. learning how to clean the house because i tell you adam i missed that one i don't know what i did wrong <laughs> with them damn kids oh sorry y'all my children have to work on cleaning the house it surprises me actually to hear that because you were always on me when something <laughs> wasn't clean at the office adam 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 i mean it actually shocks me that that but- your I kids was with out you on that. more than I was with my kids. It, yes, yes. You well, th- that's I guess that's where your energy went to making sure I'm had the office <laughs> spotless. You did a great job. No, that. I did. I know. I know. But <laughs> but it's funny to hear to hear that. Yes. 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 So let's um let's talk about some hobbies because I want everyone to get a well-rounded picture of you. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they haven't already, yeah. but. Um, so what do you like to do? What are some of your favorite, what are your hobbies? I would say my drug of choice is giving back everything Mm. that I even do, uh, I guess on freelance time is, is about giving back and nurturing my Mm. community, my people, my children. Um, I love basketball too. I'm a basketball Mm -hmm. mom. My kids play basketball. Um, although I think my grandson's going to play football, he's built like mm. a linebacker. Um, but that that I will become a a, a football uh, grandmom after all said and done. <laughs> but, um, so I like sports. Um, I like family time. But you know, whenever I'm speaking or spending time with my family and my kids, they're like, "What are you thinking about, Ma?" Because we can tell your wheels are spinning. <laughs> like, who are we gonna give everything to this time? You know. Um, but they they always they always you know support everything that I'm doing and I think that uh, paying it forward is so important mm-hmm. and I get this this crazy gratification and, and I'm I'm consumed with like love and my heart melts when it's time to give and you know it's, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm like a junkie for it yes um, and I'm talking about grassroots stuff I don't want to just you know write a check to the Red Cross or nothing. Um, <laughs> You know, I want I want to go meet these people that need help. Mm-hmm. I want to understand exactly what they need, and I want to supply it for them. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's my biggest hobby, Adam. I can tie that into everything mm-hmm. that I do. And I was gonna say, you you were always on the front lines with every charity that you know I knew about that we gave to at Spaco. You were always there day of the event you were meeting yes. everybody talking to everybody yes. and um and like like you mentioned with the basketball i mean you were at every one of silbert's games because you would come in monday with no voice and i'd be like what happened to you and you would be I'm like at those games that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm that mom i you know yes I'm- Screaming at the rest, I'm, I'm screaming <laughs> at the kids. I'm just, I'm a mess at those. I'm so passionate about it. Yes, oh. you are. I know, but he's so lucky to like have you there, and and um, you know, yeah. you're able to cheer him on, and and I'm sure you're cheering everybody on, and everybody feels your love and your passion. Oh, thank you, Adam. Yeah, you're I welcome. try to be as positive as possible. You know, every once in a while, I slip up, but um, yes, yes. Yeah. But prime, I would say ninety nine percent of the time, you you are an angel and you are always giving, and it's Thank wonderful. We're just so lucky. We're so lucky to have you and I'm, all your insight and and dedication. Thank you. I'm happy to be awesome. here speaking with you. Um, you have grown so much as an individual over the years, Adam. I can take a little bit of credit for it, but not enough. I think- <laughs> You know, you were raised by amazing parents, and I think that you have done your work. I think that you'll continue to do your work because none of us are where we need to be. Uh, but I'm, I'm proud of you, and I'm so excited that you asked me to join you today. Um, and I, I'm, I wouldn't have been anywhere else but here with you, Adam. Oh, I love you so much. I love you, too. Thank you for coming on the show. And where can everybody find you on social media if they want to reach out to you? Um, I am at Aletha um, on uh, Instagram. Um, Spell my name, A-A. That's two A's, people. L-I-Y-T-H-A. It's a unique spelling, so I get to use my first name as my handle on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, I'm Aletha Stevens. Um, I think I'm a lethal on Twitter too, but I'm not very active there. Instagram is really where I, I funnel um, all of my social media efforts, but I'm not huge on social media. So like, give me a second if you like send me a request. I'm sorry, I'm working on me. Um, Brian Dratch from Spaco is gonna help me navigate the world of social media. So yeah, that part. That's a great connection <laughs> yes. to have. Yes, he will definitely, you will be, a wizard at social media. Yeah, one yes. step at a time, Adam. Yes. I, you know, it's not my thing, but I'm getting there. No, you'll you'll be able to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, everybody listening, um I just forgot what I was gonna say. I'll tell you. Listen, keep tuning in to Adam's show. He's doing a damn thing. I'm proud of him, and you're gonna miss out. So go on and tune in every single time he goes live. Go ahead, Adam. That is exactly what I was going to say. And here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have over 60 theater and art-related podcasts. So keep listening. Yes, keep listening. Thank you. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him at all the for the business of show. Call me Adam.com. Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam at broadwaypodcastnetwork.com. 
and everywhere podcasts are streamed, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at CallMeAdamNYC. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. And finally, if you really want to get involved, become a member of my Patreon page at patreon.com backslash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get exclusive perks, including behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and everybody's favorite, swag.